Wow, give it up for the mother dove, right? I don't feel like I even need to preach. We could all go the hungry horse right now, right? Awesome. Don't go the hungry horse because we're about to launch into a prayer and fasting series. I'm just telling you that right now. Hey, by the way, men, let me just tell you something. I just, I just need to, man night's going to be awesome. Two words for you. Axe throwing. I'm going to start talking trash right now. I'd love to challenge your tail to some axe throwing. I've been practicing. I'm ready to go. It's going to be a great night. Throw in raw meat and face paint. and I mean, it just fire. Ooh, it's going to be a great night. And hey, Pastor Mark in the Hill, uh, uh, Mark and Hope would love. Parents, if you've got a teenager in grades 6 through 12, man, we want to encourage you to come and hang out with them Friday night. It's going to be, you've got to eat dinner. Might as well let us feed you now. We're serving celery sticks and carrots, but that's okay. We'd love to, to have you there. Uh, but it's going to be a great time. I hope you come and get to meet these incredible leaders in the hill and as they cast vision, it's going to be some incredible things, but we're glad. Hey, you made it. It's 2023. Can I, can I just tell you something? I, I hope that you've enjoyed some time off over the last couple of weeks, but I missed you guys. I, 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 seriously, I, I took some time off. I, I, I broke off from technology, didn't get on the computer. Uh, some of you guys were like, bro, are you like ever going to like do the two good minutes again and, and uh, what have you? But I just, uh, it was good to, to, to just take a break and breathe. Amen. And, uh, we, um, we, I don't know what you did, but we had a great time on the, on the square for Christmas Eve and it was nice and toasty. It was incredible. And for those of you that were there, we hope you guys enjoyed those $100 gift vouchers that we gave everybody. So if you weren't there, sorry, you missed it. But, um, but anyway, hopefully that helps you, but no, I'm just joking. We didn't do that. But, um, I, we, we, we had big plans. I don't know what your plans were. We had plans. We, we, we went to the most magical place on earth for Christmas with about 10 million other people. And it was absolutely incredible. We, we were a statistic. We were one of those flights that got canceled. So I made it to Houston on an airplane, but then I had to rent a Nissan Altima I look like a clown in the car driving for 14 and a half hours on Christmas day. I don't know what you were doing, but, um, I was making new friends at places like loves truck stop. And, uh, I think I saw an old, how many of you remember Stuckey's? You remember Stuckey's come on somebody. So just met all sorts of people, you know? Teeth missing, shoes. I mean, just, it was awesome. It was great. Make, my daughter said, you know, Dad, we want to make some new memories this Christmas. We did. We did. And so, um, anyway, I'm taking up flying. I'm going to get my own pilot's license so that I can... Just kidding. But seriously, it's been good to take some time off and be away. But I'm going to tell you, I missed you guys. There's, I, I'm not a guy that just likes to talk into the camera. And I know we got some folks watching right now. They're like, duh, we can tell. No, we, we I just, I love people in the room. I love to high five. I love when Pastor Allen says, hey, 
go shake a hand, fist pump or whatever. I love that because I just love seeing you guys. And, and I must say, you, you guys, you, you, you sounded incredible today while you were singing. I don't know what happened. Maybe you resolved to be a better singer. Lord, heard your prayer. You guys were absolutely incredible. It was amazing. But um, I've missed you, but it's good to be back in the house of the Lord. And for those of you that can't be with us today, I know we've got illnesses and we still are traveling. And some of you guys are recovering from uh, uh, the ag show this last weekend and what have you. But we're going to save you a seat. and We'd love to have you back in the house when you can join us. But it's good to see some faces here uh, today. And uh, I'm excited. We've made it to 23. We've made it. And... And I don't know about you, but, but I, I'm glad there's a new year ahead of us. Let's be honest, you know, for some of us, 22 was, we reared an ugly head, did it not? And, uh, and so I, I'm glad that, that we have a God that uh, is a God of new beginnings. There's a new day and I'm not going to stand up here and say, hey, this is what I believe is going to happen this year in your life. But I, I just know that he didn't bring us this far to leave us. Amen. And he's not finished with us and, and we're still here. And so, um, <laughs> in the old hymn, we used to sing, we'll work till Jesus comes. We got some work to do. Amen. And so he's got, he's, he still believes in us and, and there's still a kingdom for us to advance. And so who's with me today? Who's with me there? Let's go. It's going to be a great, great day, but I love the year 2023. Hey, here's the deal. I do believe that God has incredible things in your future. I do believe that this year could possibly be the best year of your life. Some of you are saying, praise God. I've been waiting for 57 years for that to happen. Amen. Or 12. I, I'm glad that, listen, I believe, listen, God, there, 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 can, let's not put any limits or boundaries on this year. Can we do that? Because I believe that the God that we've worshiped already in this house today is the God that is limitless. And there, there is so much that he wants to do. You know, he said, I've come to give you life and give it to the full. Can we just purpose in our hearts right now? We're going to live this year to the best that we can possibly live it. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. You've made some decisions. You joined a health club because... They don't charge any initiation fees, right? And you've, you, you, you've cut back already on some things and what, I mean, listen, listen, I believe that there are great things ahead. There's incredible potential, but the reality of it is this, the, the things that we experience this year are going to be dependent in a lot of ways on the steps that we take. Are you with me there? Listen, God is good and he loves us and he did come to give us life. But there are some things that we must do. There is an action required on our end. Are you with me there? I'm going to lose weight and feel great. And it doesn't happen sitting there still watching football and eating uh, those, those hot Cheetos. You know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. When's the last? How about a Funyun? Anybody? When's the last time you had a Funyun? Love's truck stop. I'm telling you right there over the holiday. That's what I, but I'm but we're going to have to take some steps for some of us though. We're, we're, we're going to be limited because of some things that we're going to begin to look at over the next few weeks. There's, there's some strongholds that have taken hold of us. There's bondage that so many of you are living under and operating under the weight of. We're going to launch out on a series today 
that, that I believe can set you free, can, can break some chains that have been holding you back and holding you down so that you can live your best year yet. It's 23. Now, listen, I don't know if you're into numbers. How many of you are in the numbers and you look at significance and things like that? I, I looked in some things about the significance of number 23. And of course, you have to start with the GOAT, the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. Wore the number 23. He played basketball at the University of North Carolina, Tar. Thank you. Good. Thank you. He, he's the GOAT. There have been others that have tried to, to put that number on their jersey and think that they could aspire to the same greatness, only to find, no, you can't. Although, bend it like David Beckham tried it for a little while when he was transferred to Real Madrid, and he wore that for a little while. But the number 23, significant, Jordan. Hey, did you know that the sweet nectar of heaven, Dr. Pepper, is a conglomeration of 23 ingredients? Come on, somebody. We're going to have communion at the end of our journey together, and we'll have Dr. Pepper and Funyuns. I don't know, but something just to remind us. But 23 ingredients that when they come together, whoa. Come on, some of you right now salivating. Do not go to the store right now and grab a soda, okay? 23. You know that your genetic makeup, you've got 23 chromosomes that you carry, right? 23 from the man, 23 from the woman. They come together, make 40. That's a different series. We'll talk about that maybe February. What's love got to do with it, right? But, but we carry 23 chromosomes in our genetics, right? That's why you have things like 23 and me, right? Where you send in their, your DNA and then they track you down for criminal charges, right? And so things like that, that's just the way. <laughs> and you paid for it, you know? You paid to help the police. And so thank you for your service. Um, you, you know, it's interesting to me, I was looking into, and in 1843, there was a man by the name of Samuel Morris that sent out the first telegraph message. We call it what kind of code? Morse code. Do you know what he sent out? He sent out a Bible verse. Check this out. Numbers 2323 23 is what he. You know what Numbers 2323 23 says? What wonders God has done. Come on, 23. Wow. And it's interesting, even, even still in, in, in that communication form. The number 23 means break the line. Now, for those of you that are English majors, you know that when you break the line, that means one line or, or, or thought ends and a new one begins. Come on, we are praying for someone, for some strongholds to be broken in your life, for the old to be broke loose and for a new to come. Amen. Jesus said, or the word of the Lord says in Isaiah 43, 19, can you not see it? I am doing a new thing. Come on, somebody. It's a new year. It's a new you. We're going to break free in 23. We're going to break free and we're going to look back at the end of it. In fact, we'll just, let's just make it, let's just make it, let's set a date right now. Let's set a date that on the town square next Christmas Eve, we're going to look back at 23 and we're going to see the wonderful things that God has done. Are you with me? Who wants to join that party? Come on. And we'll have Dr. Pepper and Funyuns that night. Forget the hot chocolate. Let's go. Hallelujah. Whoo. Well, I'm glad. I hope you lived it up big time over the holidays because we're about to jump into a prayer and fasting series. 
Yeah. Now, let me just say this. When we talk about fasting, we're not talking about a weight loss program. So just keep that in mind. And I want to repeat that time and time again, because I was talking to somebody over the last few days. I man, we're going to live it up because I know where you're going in, on January the 8th. And I'm going to eat, eat, eat. So then I'll, then I'll lose. No, biblical fasting is not a weight loss program. But we're going to talk in just a few minutes about what I believe. And in fact, I, I think I sent this out yesterday on social media. Today, I want to share with you two keys that I believe will be significant and, and important for you to really break through this year. For, for someone listening today in the house or online, hey, listen, there, there's a breakthrough. There's something you've been seeking. There's an adjustment. You've needed a shift. You've needed something to turn around, Right. Listen, I want to share with you today these two keys. I believe prayer and fasting are the keys to bring breakthrough in your life. Are we okay so far? I believe that's important. And we're going to look at God's word because I'm not that good, but he is. And he gave us these keys and he wants us to see and operate from them. I, I, I want you to know that over the next 23 days, as we start this year, 23 together, I want us to, to commit to making these ideas of prayer. In fact, in fact we, we've produced a piece from, from the 23rd Psalm that I believe will be a key in your breaking free over these next 23 days. We want to encourage you to grab one of these and place it somewhere significant in your home, like maybe on the refrigerator. And um, just so that you, some declarations that I want to encourage us to make that we find from Psalm chapter 23. There's incredible, incredible declarations. A lot of times we don't look at Psalm 23 unless we're at somebody's funeral or memorial type of service, correct? But I'm telling you, there's some incredible things that we need to declare. And, and listen, we need to declare things over our lives. You need to utter things with your mouth. Scripture says you have not because you... Some of us are remaining silent. We say, God, you just need to do it to me. You just need to, God, do it for me. No, come on. There's an action step for us to take. So case in point, I'm going to declare that God will provide for all my needs. It says, that, it says that in Psalm 23, I have all I need. And so look, I will lack no good thing in 2023 because God says that he will provide above and beyond. We need to declare that. Listen, I'm not preaching prosperity mess. I'm just saying what scripture says. But can we come into agreement with God's word? Can we begin to declare some things? I declare that I will have rest and peace. Whoa, he, he makes me lie down in green meadows. Oh, who doesn't want that? Not me. No, you want some rest and peace. We need some shalom, do we not? We need some of that. I declare I will walk in strength. Whoa, the psalmist David says, God, you renew my strength. I mean, listen, so we want to encourage you to grab one of these. And for the next 23 days, we're going to memorize this chapter. Some of you go, oh, come on. Come on, you got it. It's like six verses, I think. Come on. You know Red Solo Cup. You can remember, you can remember God's word. Amen? And this is going to get you further down the road for Pete's sake. Right? See, some of y'all laughing now. We know who the sinners are right now. You know, I don't know what y'all are. Anyway, guys, God's word is so good. And there's a breakthrough that's awaiting all of us. 
And I think heaven is waiting for us to just step into the freedom that Jesus came to give. The breakthrough that's needed will come when we agree with God and we ask him to do a work. Are you with me there? Your breakthrough, you need to understand these two disciplines of prayer and fasting are the key. They are crucial. You see, when we pray, there's incredible power at our disposal. And when we fast, we are positioning ourselves in such a way where we are dependent on and seeking God in even greater ways. I was reminded of a passage in the book of Mark chapter nine, where evidently Jesus is not with his disciples for, for an encounter. A, a gentleman brings his demon possessed son to the disciples. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? And, and, and they're not able to, to drive the demon out of this young boy. The father says he's born this way. You know, he, 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 it throws him on the ground. He foams at the mouth. It's thrown him into fire over the course of his life and it's wounded him. But, but, but what happens is the disciples are unable to deliver this young boy from this demon possession. But then Jesus shows up. How many of you know that when Jesus shows up, great things happen? Amen. How many of you know that when you invite Jesus in, some stuff begins to shift? Amen. Come on, somebody. Jesus shows up and, 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 and the religious people are like, hey, how come your boys couldn't do this? And I love this verse at the end of this encounter Jesus shares with them in Matthew, excuse me, in Mark chapter four, excuse me, it's Mark, what is it? Mark nine, yes, Mark uh, verse 20 something. Jesus says this, this kind, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. Mm. And a lot of transcripts, do add that phrase and fasting. There's incredible power when you couple these two spiritual dynamos together. And for someone listening today, the breakthrough that you've been seeking or the shift that you need to see take place as Pastor Angie said, maybe in your marriage or your finances, Maybe a shift with just what's going on in your mind mentally. Maybe the shift that you need to see take place physically, right? Maybe it just might be, we've, I'm doing you a favor right now by letting you know that your breakthrough may come when you couple prayer and fasting together. Are we okay so far? We see this in Mark. Jesus says, this kind this demon or this breakthrough or this bondage can only take place with prayer and fasting. Guys, listen, prayer is the crucial power against any ungodly attitudes, any ungodly behaviors, any ungodly strongholds that we possess. Do you pray? See, a lot of us, we do pray, but I just don't think that we really really pray. Uh, we, 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 we pray a rehearsed prayer. We pray, this is what my mom prayed over me or, 
or we pray the Lord's Prayer. I don't know how many times I prayed the Lord's Prayer in a locker room before we ran through the. You remember when the football banners used to be made out of paper by the cheerleaders? Remember that? Yeah. Uh, now they got all these big tunnels with fire-breathing dragons and things like smoke. I mean, it's like <laughs> black lung. Anyway, um, but, but, but m- most of us, we, we, we pray. We pray really not maybe even believing that God is able to intervene in whatever we're lifting up. For some of us, I know that it would never happen to you, but sometimes maybe we pray just to fancy the people that are around us listening to us pray for them to think, whoa, uber spiritual person, right? I just think that sometimes we enter prayer a little too casually. Maybe it's words from our mouth, but not from our hearts. Are you with me there? Maybe, maybe sometimes we're, we're, we're praying just that I, I know I should be praying this, but, but maybe our faith and belief that God really can intervene. Can I just remind you of something that Jesus reminded the crowd that day a few verses earlier in, in this same passage in Mark? I believe it's in verse 23. Jesus says this, anything is possible if a person believes. What's possible? Come on, anything is possible if a person believes. Pastor, I've been believing that I'm gonna win the lottery. Okay, listen, things have gotta match up with God's will for your life too, okay? He's God and you're not. And you may, Hi, if I I'm just Siri. had the Lambo Choose in the, the voice garage, you'd like bro, me to use. I, yeah, I, come on, they need to match up. Again, he came to give you life. He didn't come to give you necessarily what you want, but he will provide for everything you need. Are you with me there? But with God, anything is possible. Do you believe that? And I know that sometimes he may not operate on our time frame, time schedule and intervene in the way that we think he should. But I love this reminder in Mark chapter four that Jesus says, listen, this kind can only be cast out through prayer and fasting. And I want to remind you, by the way, that anything is possible for those who believe. Guys, I'm telling you, there is something special. It's like prayer and fasting are the nuclear bomb of spiritual breakthrough. And for someone needing one today, I'm just telling you, I hope that you will accept the challenge to, to, to press in for these next 23 days in this very first month of this new year. What might happen if you were to couple these two things of prayer and fasting? I'm just telling you, you're going to set some stuff off. Whoa. The devil's going to be mad, Right? But I'm telling you, you will have in your possession what's needed, I believe, for strongholds to come down. And who doesn't want to be set free from some of that? Mm. I'm excited to see that happen in your life. I'm excited to see some breakthroughs happen. Now, listen, there's something important you need to remember about this idea of praying. Prayer is, is, is being confident that, that and, and, and dependent upon God to intervene in your life with whatever you're lifting up to him. You need to be confident with that. You need to be dependent. God, my dependence is solely on you. I've looked to so Listen, trust God. He's a God that keeps his promises and he will intervene according to his perfect plan for your life. But as I said earlier, also, listen, when we pray, there's an action that we need to take as well. Listen, me just wanting to lose weight and feel great is not going to happen unless I do something about it. 
And I think so many of us have gotten a little spiritual laziness going on. We just, we just expect God to do it. Oh God, I know you love your people. I know that you, come on, but, but God is calling there, there might be a, for that stronghold to be broken in your life with whatever it is you fill in the blank. Hey, listen, what do you need to do about that? My finances are a mess. Okay. What spending changes can you make? Hey, my marriage is, is lousy right now. Okay. What adjustments and shifts will you make? Oh, it's not me. It's her. Really? Okay. Um, or, hey, hey, listen, I, I just need to, I want to, you know, listen, we've got to take action. Are you with me there? Listen, God, God can break through and do anything he wants to do. But I think that a lot of times he's waiting on us. You've heard me say this time and time again, that, that, that instead of us waiting for heaven to come, I think heaven's waiting on us in a lot of ways. We want the return of the Lord. Well, well. Are we out sharing his story as Pastor Angie challenged us with? Are we witnessing? Are we sharing that? There's action steps for us to take. Well, I like the prayer part. Can we just dismiss now and run to the hungry horse for lunch? No, because I told you there's a second component in this nuclear bomb. It's kind of like that volcano science fair project that many of you have done over the years. You know, when you drop that second piece in and boom, there it goes, bro. It's eruption everywhere. Mount St. Helens on the kitchen table. Fasting. Why do we need to fast? What's the big deal about Fasting. Well, I want you to know that all throughout history, and especially in Scripture, we find so many examples in which the breakthroughs came when there was a season of fasting in an individual's life, maybe in, 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 in a group of people's lives, or even when a nation was called to a fast. They begin to see breakthroughs. I'm reminded in, in the book of Daniel, in Daniel chapter nine, Daniel has read and heard about the word, words of Jeremiah and how the, how the holy city of Jerusalem is uninhabited. The people that it's their promised city have been driven out and for 70 years they would not be able to enjoy their homeland. And, and, and I love what that challenged this man Daniel to do. In Daniel chapter nine, verse three, it says this, so I turned to the Lord. I turned to the Lord God and I pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. Several books earlier in the book of Ezra, and if you were with us, we did a series several months ago on Nehemiah and Ezra and Nehemiah were contemporaries and, and same time frame, same story. Ezra began, Nehemiah began to, they begin to see the exiles return to this holy city of Jerusalem. And Ezra leading the charge and leading the people and, 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 and just understood that it was an act of God for them to be back there. And Ezra prays these words in 8.23. He says, so we fasted and we earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us. And then don't miss the ending of that verse. And he heard our prayer. 
I know that God hears us when we pray, but, but for Ezra, it was an understanding that when he coupled fasting with that prayer, that that was what really allowed them to see God's response, right? Wow. Time and time again, we see that through scripture. In fact, it's interesting to me that even in the life of Jesus, the one who, whose name we've lifted high today and we've sang about, the one that, whose words we just looked at in, in Mark. Listen, it's interesting to me that the very first thing that we find even in his ministry life, you know, for 30 years, he lived at home with his parents and, and helped around the house, right? But at age of 30, we find him going to be baptized in the Jordan River and we find that after that baptism, he immediately goes out into the wilderness where he does what? He fasts and he prays. He prepares himself for the next three years of his ministry here on earth. He knew that what, what his father had called him to was so weighty. It was so significant for humanity. And aren't you thankful that Jesus went and prepared for his ministry because we're here today and we have hope, we have purpose, we have life abundant on earth and a promise of life eternal, all because we see in Jesus him modeling for us what we're describing for you today. And make no mistake about it, the enemy came and attacked him, did he not? And if he attacked the son of God, you better batten down the hatches, Jack or Jill, because he will come after you as well. And he's going to attack you in ways because he knows woo, when a child of God prays and when they fast, ooh, I don't know if I can handle that, he says. Wow. So what's the big deal? Let me share with you real quickly some things about this thing called fasting. First of all, fasting is for every believer. In Matthew chapter six, verse 16 Jesus says, when you fast. So Jesus is just expecting that this spiritual discipline of fasting is just a normal part of our everyday walking with him. Again, he modeled it for us in the wilderness. And so he says in Matthew 6, 16, that when you fast, he's just assuming that we're already doing that. Are you? No, I just do it every year in January when you force us to. I ain't forcing you to do nothing. I'm just trying to present something to you today, okay? That's between you and the Lord. But Jesus says when you fast. It's interesting to me that a few verses before that, Jesus gave us another when you. He said when you pray. Isn't that interesting? In chapter 6 of Matthew, Jesus says when you pray and when you fast. Jesus is just assuming that those things are a normal part of our everyday life, believer. And let me mess you up a little bit more. Chapter six starts with another when you. Jesus says, when you give. Whoa, okay, seriously, now you're taking it too far. Fasting and giving in the same sermon, stop it. Jesus says, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. I'm just telling you, here, here's what I know. Listen, I, 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 I'm not the greatest theologian on the earth or in, even in this room, there's some of those a lot brighter than I, but here's what I do know. When you do the things that Jesus calls us to do, you're blessed. That's it. When, 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 when I do those things that I read about in scripture that I'm called to do, blessing abounds. Does that make sense to you? I've never found anyone in life that says, you know what? I was faithful. I'm talking about faithful. 
I, I didn't, I'm not talking about, I just did it for 23 days when you forced us to. I'm not forcing you anything. Or, but I was faithful. You know what, pastor? I prayed for a year. I gave for a year. I served for a year. I was faithful in attendance in the house. I participated in biblical community. Hey, you know what? I gave to the house. I, I prayed. I sang the songs. I I've never found anybody who was faithful to doing the things that Jesus called them to do and they weren't blessed at the end of it or, or they would not say, you know, and I've been blessed. I've never found that person who does those things that Jesus calls them and says, you know what? I regret that. I regret serving that person. I regret humbling myself and, and, and meeting someone's need. I, I, you know what? I regret working in kids ministry. <sighs> I regret it. No. What I find is that people who are obedient to the things that Jesus calls them to do, they see the blessings of life. And I just think that those people are more fulfilled. They're, they're, they're more joyful, you know? And so I want you to know this thing called fasting is for every believer. And you know what is encouraging to me? Not just for us as individuals pursuing the Lord for the next 23 days and, and praying these things and declaring them, but I'm excited to see what God's gonna do in this church when we corporately participate in this. When, when, when we as individuals come together, four or 500 of us, whatever or more. By the way, it's interesting to me how God lines us up. So many churches across the world start their year and are partnering with us. And can you imagine what happens with the people of God would pray and fast? Hey, 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 listen, we had to be reminded on the power of prayer this last week through a football injury on network TV. And we saw how the power of prayer intervenes. And, and we, saw, we, we, saw, we saw grown men who might not have prayed in a long time or ever bow the knee. It's interesting that a former player used to get ridiculed and mocked for bowing the knee and giving God glory and praise. But now in a time of need, when we do pray, whoa, it's okay all of a sudden. I'm thankful for the healing that's come and I'm thankful for the platform that God's gotten this week. And we continue to pray for, for that professional football player to be healed and we give God glory because he is being healed. But make no mistake about it. What happens when we come together corporately and seek God through a fast? What, 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 what might happen? Jo Joel is, is a small book in the Old Testament. In fact, I had to look it up in the front of my Bible to find it. You ever had to do that? Come on, it's okay, no shame there. But I wanted to find it for sure. We don't know much about Joel you know, write it down on some tablets or whatever, a few words here or there. But, but Joel says these words in verse 14 of Joel 1. Announce that a time of fasting has come and call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bring the leaders and all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord your God and cry out to him there. Guys, listen, why do we make such a big deal about gathering together as the people of God? Because gathering together as the people of God is important. It's a big deal. Yes, you can meet God individually. And I pray that you are. I'm praying that you're spending time with him daily, but I'm just gonna be honest. Most of us preachers know that this, for most of us, is the only time we're giving God time throughout the week. It's okay, but there's something special and commanded about the people of God coming together. Guys, listen, Pastor Allen sings wonderfully, and I hear him sometimes in the office. He's right next door, and it's 
It's okay. It's good. But when we're together and we're all singing together, there is power that's not available when it's just me by myself. It's incredible. So I'm excited to see what God's going to do in this house whenever we pursue him together. When we're so dependent upon him and seeking his face for direction and guidance, when we're seeking him to see strongholds broken in all of our lives so that we can be presented as a pure and spotless bride, a church that he delights in. I'm excited about that. You see, when we fast, we're also showing God how serious we are. Listen, come on, food's a big deal to me. Come on, somebody. I like meat. Anybody with me? I like meat. I like cheese. I told you I like Funyuns. <laughs> I, I like it all. You can tell by that. I'm a walking billboard for the food industry. I love food. And so it's going to be a struggle and, a, and, and, and it's hard for me. Annie just got back from Disney World. She said, Dad, are we going to go eat? And she named her restaurant. I said, oof, we can't. I'm going to sit there and suck on ice cubes today with you, but we can do that. Yeah. But, but listen, it shows how serious we are to God. God, listen, I, I'm willing, God, to lay aside some pleasures and some things that, that I think I need. God, I'm laying those aside because I, I, I just believe that you are more than enough, God. I'm going to trust you. I know that your word says, if you care about the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, you care more about me and don't I think you will meet my needs. I know that. God, I know that your word says that, that you will provide. I know that you're with me. You will be my strength. I know your spirit. I know that. So when I fast, I'm showing God how serious I am. And, and, and by the way, let me just share this with you. Biblical fasting is refraining from food. Ah, uh, just messed you up there. Because a lot of you had already made plans. I'm just going to, I'm going to fast some technology. And that's okay if you want to do that too. Listen, here's the deal. If it means something to you, it'll mean something to him. Okay? And so I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's between you and the Lord. But I just want you to know that biblical fasting and what Daniel and Ezra and Joel and the leaders did and what Jesus did, that was refraining from food. That's biblical fasting. But for some of us in this season, we might need to to refrain from some other things. You see, when I fast, what I'm going to do is that, that amount of time, effort, energy, or even money that I might put towards that thing I'm fasting from, I'm going to replace that in times of meditation and prayer. I'm going to press in and seek the Lord and fill that void, that emptiness of eating with, with him. Amen. So if it's technology, you need to fast, get off the TikTok and, and all that stuff. I just hurt some teenagers in this room, right? Um, uh, if, if I need to, Hey, you might need to, do I need to fast some relationships for a season? What? I, I need to fast some people. Oh, you, you take that to the Lord and see what he might say. Okay. Um, I, I just know that I'm going to take whatever my fast is and I'm going to replace it with time of meditation and prayer. Now, really, real quick, biblical fasting from food, there are three types. There's an absolute fast where you take nothing in. Nothing. Now, I would, I would encourage you to maybe consult with the Lord in a strong way and, and really maybe your, your medical provider as well because that's pretty serious. It's pretty serious. There's, there's the normal fast biblically means that you take in water, maybe some juices and broth 
things like that, some liquids to sustain you and, and keep you going. And then there's what we call a partial fast, which is probably what most people do. They just, they, they fast a certain food, maybe sugar, maybe bread, maybe meat. Um, but they give up something that's called the partial fast. Listen again, if it means something to you, it'll mean something to him. But I'm going to take that time that I might normally commit to that and I'm going to spend it seeking God. Listen, you need him in this season. You're going to need him as you dethrone King's stomach and as you open yourself up and try to fill a void, fill it with the presence of the Lord. And it's not that we're fasting, trying to move God to do what we want him to do. Fasting doesn't move God towards us, but what it does is it moves us closer to him. Fasting moves us closer to God. Some of you are gonna be set free for some things that have kept you captivity for far too long. Your, your, Your spirit's gonna be encouraged in a greater way right? You, you, you're going to find that there were some things that, that maybe you had viewed as maybe an idol in your life. And when you put it off to the side, you're going to find that maybe, you know what, I, maybe I shouldn't be as dependent upon that as I used to be and really seek the Lord and trust him. So I want to encourage you today to step out on a journey with us. For these next 23 days in this new year of 2023, maybe even as we let Psalm chapter 23 become our guide and our focus and we begin to pray and and declare these things over our lives, what might God do? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they protect and comfort me. And you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. What breakthrough do you need? Can't wait to see it as we pray and as we fast. You need more power of the Holy Spirit activated in your life, it'll come. Maybe you need healing, physical healing. I believe that it will come. Maybe there's a stronghold that just needs to be broken. I believe that God wants to do that in your life. What is it that you need to surrender to him? I want to invite you to stand and as our ministry team comes today, I want to invite you, anybody that just wants to come today and just kneel at this altar as I pray over us.